Hello, hello, and welcome to the 78th episode of the Non-Player Character Podcast, a video game podcast with character. There is no funny intro this year because instead I want to extend a heartfelt thank you uh, before we get into the episode to all of my NPCs, everybody listening, new and old. Uh, this episode actually marks the three years uh, that we have been doing this podcast, and uh, it it is it started as something that I didn't really I wanted to do because I wanted to hang out with a couple of friends uh, talking about video games in a more structured way, so that uh, we can and get they down didn't to some show things. Up, so you had us, yeah, yeah. They didn't show up, so Dan and, and Noah stepped in, which was nice of them. Uh, and and, uh, and again, me and the token black guy <laughs> <laughs> with, with Katie stepping in uh, to fill the girl role. It was great. Um, but that no, was sexist. <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, it is amazing that uh, we actually have listeners at all. Um, I'm really glad that I'm able to do this. We're and, so fucking annoying. Why do you listen? And the NPC Adventures, uh, as well as the two other podcasts that I produce on the Wait. Silver Tongue Audio Network. Paul, it's what? Paul, are you trying to tell me that you record this? Yeah, everything. Oh. Shit. Is, okay. is that a problem, Dan? No, no, no. Just gotta, just gotta watch what I say from now on, I suppose. Okay. From now on? Paul, we were supposed to sign the non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, no, I, I sent that to you two years ago. Yeah, what I did, happened to it? I threw it in the fire immediately. Or maybe uh, evil Paul got a hold of it. Who knows? I was I don't know if you could read it on my face, but I was just thinking about all the weird ass sketches we've done. And I was like, we didn't we did a Hunger Games esque E3 presentation once. We and did. That was wild. Yeah, yeah, we did do that. Maybe we, this time we should be ASMR. <laughs> we have a skit. Uh, we have an ASMR skit. Thank you very much. Yeah, the I one wonder the who wrote it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder who wrote it. Mm. That, that mm. can remain locked. Pretty sure basement. Jeremy wrote it. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure Jeremy wrote it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jeremy, uh, as as the newest member of the NPC podcast, who who got uh, uh, kind of turned on to the podcast, turned on, turned on by the podcast, and uh, and then joined it. Um, uh, thank you for being one of our listeners, first of all. And then uh, you know, how, how do you think this podcast is going? Do you think we got legs? So I, I've never been a podcast. I've, well, I've never listened to podcasts. And what I can tell you is that once Leonard kind of drew me into your guys' podcast, it, it really kind of like, I don't, I, it was something that I, I actually could listen to. Um, the bickering between Katie and Dan, um, Ken's ultra crazy knowledge, and that's it. Just kidding. And Leonard, I guess. And Leonard and his Nintendo news. But I guess. I just think that the... <laughs> The past 10 episodes, you guys have, like, everyone has really, really, really spiced it up, and it's been really fun to listen to, be a part of, and, you know, coming from that listener aspect, you guys, it's, it's been fun to watch and listen to and watch you guys grow. I do love I hearing... I really enjoy that Jeremy didn't mention Paul at all. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean... That's fine. To be fair. Yeah, to be fair. To be fair? What do I really bring to this podcast? Let's let's be Nothing. honest. A little goblin holding up the boom mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where you are off in the corner. You hold the, like, cue cards. That's yeah. what you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really do en enjoy uh, hearing people blow smoke up my ass. It is uh, a great feeling. But um, we do have a podcast to get uh, to get to. And once we're done with this little commercial break, then I'm going to slide in here. Uh, we're going to do that. But um, yeah, thank you, everybody. And let's go for another three years so that I can 
yell at my friends uh, for being wrong about their video game game opinions and, um, you know, just have fun doing it. Okay, bye. General, he's here. Good. Show him in. What's happening? Where am I? That's not important, son. You need to listen very closely because we don't have a lot of time. Are you the one they call Turd Muncher 6969? Yeah, that's my game time. General, 60 seconds. Damn it. Listen closely, son. I don't have time to repeat myself. In 56 seconds, our window closes and we won't get another shot like this ever again. So we need to make it count. A very dangerous man named Al-Qaeda de Isis will be entering his armored vehicle in... 52 seconds, sir. Damn it. 51 seconds. We need to take him out. But there's a problem. Wait, what are you asking me about? Damn it, Turd Muncher 6969. This is too important for your constant insubordination. We need you focused. 45 seconds, General. Damn it. Listen. We have a sniper rifle set up on a tripod 90 meters away from our target in a concealed vantage point. But there's a problem. Our target will be moving farther than we had anticipated, so we'll need to raise the tripod five meters higher, but only for a moment. 40 seconds. Damn it. After we move the tripod higher, we'll have a clean shot. But there's a problem. Um... Our optics on the sniper rifle is completely obscured by sand from a recent sandstorm and is completely non-operational. So we won't have the benefit of a scope on the rifle. We'll need to shoot without it. Okay. Damn it, Turd Muncher 6969. Do you understand me? Yes, but my name is... Good. 30 seconds, sir. Damn it. So, once we've jumped the rifle from its current position, and without the use of a sniper scope, we'll have a clean shot at our target. But there's a problem. Our tripod is spinning at two rotations a second because Jenkins foobarred the repositioning software. So the rifle is spinning as well. This means that any shot we take will have to be done without the aid of a sniper scope, jumping five meters from the ground and spinning 360 degrees. This is where you come in, Turd Muncher 6969. 25 seconds. Damn it! Wait, are you serious? Listen, son. I know this is a lot to put on a kid, but there's a time when a boy needs to become a man. When their country calls for them, and they need to answer. When you need to perform a nearly impossible task without failing or we will disavow ever having this conversation and put you in prison for treason. This is one of those moments. 20 seconds. Damn. It. We picked you, Turd Muncher 6969, because you are the only one in the world capable of performing this very specific operation. We've seen your work. We know you can do it. 15 seconds. Damn it. So wait, are you saying I need to shoot someone? Yes. With a sniper rifle? Yes. Without a sniper scope? Yes. While jumping? Yes. And spinning 360 degrees? 10 seconds. Damn it, yes. That's a 360 no scope. Call it whatever you want, son, but your country needs you. Can you do it? General, you called the right gamer. And that's how it happened, guys. Best sniper in Call of Duty, right here. No stupid, bro. Welcome back, everybody, and we're just gonna jump right into it. I don't really give a shit what everyone's been playing this week, even though I've been playing a great g- a game called uh, Kingdom uh, uh, Going Medieval. Yes, Going Medieval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aww. It's a great, it's a great game. game. It's a great game. Great game. I'm yeah. so good that you remember the title. No problem. <laughs> 
Uh, also, Dan, I have uh, started playing that puzzle game that uh, you you were talking about last episode. Okay, you just said you don't care about what everybody is playing, but you're only talking about what you've been playing, and that's not fair because I actually want to talk about what I've been playing. And Dan, it is a great game. I hate you. It is, isn't it? It's so much fun. <laughs> so I've also been playing a uh, tabletop simulator, but I'll talk to you about that later. Yes, yes, please do talk cool. to me. Well, I've about been that playing later. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Kent, what have you been playing? <laughs> Rush and Clank Rift Apart and Ooh. Dragon Quest Eleven S Definitive Edition. I care less about that. Talk about the first thing. It's good. It is the first game to use haptics correctly since Astrobot. Nice. That's good because Astrobot did a pretty good job of using it. Yeah, and it actually feels like uh like a new take on the old PS2 Ratchet formula, which is good because the past few ones have felt kind of weird, but this one feels pretty nostalgic in a way but it's also something pretty new that's good that's good i'm I'm actually looking forward to picking that up when i have a chance is it worth it is it worth the 70 dollars price tag uh, yeah i you know i upgraded to the deluxe okay. Um, okay i just really enjoy it expect around like 10 to 15 hours so oh, all right it's not your red dead but sometimes it's nice to have like a I just a linear story based game. Right, right. I'm just like expecting. I'm just yeah. <laughs> shut up. <dude. laughs> I'm expecting fun. That's what I'm expecting. It, it is a lot of fun. Yeah. That's good. And uh, if you play, I recommend performance ray tracing. Yeah. Because 60 frames makes a big difference. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. I can do that. Leonard, what about you? What are you even playing since we're going around the table? I've. I haven't really played much, honestly. Oh, God. All right. I, I really haven't. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I mean, you're a Twitch streamer, so I was just expecting something groundbreaking, like you're playing with corpse or something. Well, he's just sitting in a hot tub. Oh, I, was, I see. Yeah. yeah, I'm sitting in a hot tub, you know, with uh, pepperonis on my, on my nipples and uh, <laughs> having a great time. That's good. That's good. I'm convincing you why you should put pineapple on your pizza. Ugh. Yummy. Oh. I love pineapple. You don't get pizza. to speak, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, you've been fired. Sports my ass. <laughs> Katie, you, you mentioned that you were playing Mass Effect. Let's yes. talk about that. Yeah, I um, replayed all of Mass Effect 2 because I realized I missed a dialogue option and it totally broke the flow of Mass Effect 3 as I remembered it playing originally. So I had to go back and I had to replay all of Mass Effect 2 just to get that dialogue option and do it correctly. Yeah, I saw a meme on uh, Twitter uh, that says, you know, oh, I'm, I'm replaying uh, Mass Effect and like, oh, you're making different choices. No. You're making different choices, No, I'm Anakin. I'm 100% Anakin in that (laughs) meme. I am not making different choices. I'm doing exactly as I played the first time I played it. Right, right. Only better. Right. I mean, it is a pretty game. I see a a couple of bugs popping up uh, online. Yeah, Shepard keeps facing me and walking backwards like she's possessed, so it's really crazy. Well, that's weird. Like her, uh, she doesn't. Is her torso facing you and her legs going the other way? No, oh. she's fully facing me, but she it's it's like her model is still running forward, but she, I move. Yeah, it's weird. I've been trying to like capture it, but I. By the time I'm like, the fuck! Like it usually <laughs> happens in the middle of a firefight, which is always the best time right. for a bug to happen. Right. By the time I remember to start recording, it fixes itself, but it's just like <laughs> always throws me off. Right. 
Well, um, I hope you have fun with the game, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go on a date with Garrus later. That's so. good. That's why I have to That's leave. That's why you have to leave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I have I to be you. on time. Got to get to the Citadel. I get you. All right, Jeremy, you were late to the podcast recording, but um, what have you been playing? I've been playing one game and one game only. Leonard, what game have I been playing? RBI. Exactly. <laughs> RBI baseball all day, every day. That's gross. That can't seriously be right. <laughs> no, I've been playing MLB the show. Okay. It's been a new monthly challenge that I've been working on. Ah, uh, that's, I didn't know they had challenges. That makes sense. I don't know why I didn't know that. Of course they did. Um, all right. So <laughs> now that we're done with the intro, the actual intro to the podcast, let's talk about our topic of the day. And that topic, of course, is the event that's going on k- kind of, it's like a half event that's being kind of shown to us sort of it's e3 2021 Ugh. i don't know guys it it's a disappointing e3 all around i am uh, i don't know what i was expecting i mean it's not like 20 the uh, e3 2020 was any better um it was you know still live streamed kind of it's clear that it's taped and then streamed so that they can make sure that there's no flubs, no mistakes, no nothing. <sighs> you know what it reminds me of? What's that, Kent? It reminds me of those like compilations that you find on YouTube that it's like Drake and Josh or Friends without the laugh track. Oh, um, no. It's very odd. Like without having the live audience hyping everything up, right. screaming right. as soon as Todd Howard enters the room. It's pretty funny. So, so uh, like, you just remember Todd Howard is just a dude who's not that interesting. Yeah, yeah, and he's not it really that good works. at talking. He's not really that good at talking. He's no, not that charismatic. He's no. just a dude. He's just a. He's just and like a he's making so much more than his employees, and you're just oh, kind of yeah. like, oh yikes, man! Uh, I hate being reminded of capitalism and your part in it. <laughs> so, uh, can't you actually bring up a really good point? How it is kind of weird that there is no audience, uh, and it, rem- it reminds me of a conversation you, uh, Katie, and I. Uh, had not too long ago about uh, the state of late night talk shows um, like Seth Meyers. I actually like the current Seth Meyers show more now without an audience than I did with an audience. And I, I don't know what it is. I think it's just their their writing is different because they're not feeding off of a geriatric audience. Um, but the exact opposite is true when it comes to E3, like the lights dimming and the giant screen going on and knowing that it's a real giant screen on the stage. And then somebody from that studio coming onto the stage and talking about what you just saw, like all of that pageantry around E3 is kind of entertaining. It was like a rock show for video games. And now two years now we've had an E3 that doesn't have any of that. And it's it's lacking human. It's because they they're they're doing the Grammys thing and they don't have to, you know, like, okay, yeah. okay. so my take on this is that like, yeah, the Grammys and Oscars are fucking painful and awkward to watch through this whole Zoom quarantine thing. Um, but that's just because like it's got its target demographic is older. They don't want to break up the the flow of things too much. So they're trying to keep it as normal as possible, which makes it feel awkward. But gamers are used to watching 
streamers for hours just doing kind of in some cases mediocre comedy bits for hours like all they had to do really to make it entertaining was lean into the streamer aspect of it you didn't have to do a weird empty stage yeah do lean into the streamer aspect like have yeah. your like select some of the biggest streamers of the last two years valky ray just like blew up and corpse and saikuno like i'm naming their crew right now because they're the first ones coming to mind but like have them segue these people on like the less charismatic less interesting less funny less recognizable people onto the quote-unquote stage and like utilize these talents and lean into a demographic that is used to watching a single person sit in front of a very obvious camera mic setup and talk directly to the audience like lean into that don't lean into this awards thing this presentation thing i don't know that's just my no, I mean, I, I completely agree. Um, but I, I think, Dan, how, how do you feel about what this has looked like, felt like this year? Um, I think, well, it's kind of a mixed bag. You get like the two different types. You get like the Jeff Keighley sitting in his bedroom <laughs> on a webcam, uh, like you kind of get for like the VGAs or yeah. like the summer games thing. And then you get like the Microsoft conference where they try and do a faux version of E3. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I think they don't really know which way to go because they go with either what's familiar or they go with, well, we're in the pandemic, so everything is a Zoom call. Right. Right. So it's either the emergence of something new or we keep going with the status quo pageantry. So I kind of prefer the pageantry just because it, it keeps things a little bit more professional versus, like, sitting at home on a webcam, which Jeff Keighley shows cool. But it does seem very low budget. It does. It does. It was it was awkward. But like at the yeah. same time, uh I mean his show technically wasn't even part of E three. And it just happened to be around the same yeah, time, yeah. I honestly think it was better than this one because at least it was like somebody it was genuine. It was I think mostly live. because um, he had a couple of issues here and there. Um, it didn't seem like it was rehearsed that much and that's kind of charming in it in and of itself. But, um, you know, like Jeff is like, you know, he gets (laughs) memed on a lot, but he genuinely is really like into games and the community and everything. And so it's nice seeing somebody who actually cares, but like with this, it was just, it felt so corporate injected i don't know how to explain it it was just like it felt board meeting i was i was gonna say like part of part of what i'm trying what i was trying to get at is like the target demographic that you want to entertain for an event like e3 which is dying let's be real yeah even before the pandemic yeah um they're they don't i don't necessarily think these kids give a shit about this huge event that they frankly weren't interested in before anyway like you can have this pageantry you can have the big stage you can have the light show okay neat like <laughs> gen Zers, let's be real don't seem to give a fuck about that <laughs> like just from a target demographic they get most of their entertainment from uh tiktok um that commonly utilizes low budget kind of shaky like the, the it's more the quality of the content over 
what it looks like. And like when you dump all this money into like this huge, like corporate sponsored event, like Kent was saying, like, you know, we see through that, like this demographic especially sees right through that. They don't care about that. They want to get straight to the point. Yeah. Show me which game is going to have battle royale modes (laughs) and which are not, which apparently Halo's not. And what the fuck? (laughs) I'm I, I'm surprised I mean, that one of the season passes will include a, yeah. a, a we'll get to that later for sure. Well, one thing we need to remember though is that E3 as much as it is for our community, yeah. it's not. It it is the public facing pageantry that shows that gaming isn't for kids and having I, the biggest show of our industry basically be some dude in his pajamas sitting in front of a camera <laughs> is not going to play well to investors to the general public and you know right. what that's and, you know, why we just need to this, start rounding series. them up in the courtyard in the town square with the guillotines <laughs> and we need to just get to work eat the rich eat the rich <laughs> to basically um put what dan was saying Pretty much what lost, what was it, the, uh, the Lost Planet or whatever, too, that was on Microsoft's part. Basically, what that commercial said is what they were trying Outer to Outer Worlds? Or, Outer Worlds. Yes, Outer Worlds. Oh, Outer Worlds, too? Yeah. No, I don't watch Lost Xbox, Planet. That's the name I haven't heard in a long I know. I was just like, Lost <laughs> Planet. Didn't That's they already have three? <laughs> Anyways, basically, it's, it's just to please the people who are investing in the company. It's like, yeah. hey, we don't have any of the stuff really made yet, so here's a trailer, and you know this title, so get hyped. Get hyped and then buy it. Well, yeah, yeah and- it's to show that this is a legit company that's not like just, yeah, thanks for your cash. And none of it's going into like the product or the infrastructure. Well, there is a way to just show there is a way to merge the two ideas without leaning so hard into the corporate algorithm of it all. Because like I'm going to come back to TikTok as TikTok has proven these corporate these corporate entities can look at a product, can look at a means to sell something and find a way to adapt to sell things through this new unique medium and it feels sneaky and it feels devious because it is but they they alone have proven that it is doable and by clinging to this idea that oh you have to have a big stage you have to have these lights you have to make it look like a grand event get everybody super hyped like when it fails it's going to fail monstrously and that's been the problem with e3 year after year after year after year with diminishing um, interest not just from viewership but you know as much as like oh yeah it looks great for the investors investors aren't just looking at like oh it looks professional they're also they're also gauging audience interest they're also gauging audience investment as well and if the audience is diminishing little by little by little what investors are looking at is yeah the product looks fine i guess but are, am I going to see a return on this? And that's yeah. kind of what I'm, after marketing is said and done, am I going to see a return? Yeah. Like that's kind of right. what I'm getting at it. Like there has to be a way to merge these two ideas without having to rely on this old dinosaur model of like, yeah, spike TV. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Sorry. No, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I just feel so old. I feel so. I old. hope you do. Yeah, yeah. I pulled that reference for you. Skyrim getting a ten-year anniversary. It's all that <laughs> fucking bullshit. Um, no, I mean, I, Katie, I, I, I agree with everybody here. I, I, I always hate to do that because it, it's not really good content. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, yeah, I agree with everybody here. There has to be a way, uh, for E3 to survive, um, and the way to do that is to integrate both the corporate side and the new media side. Um, 
we could discuss for hours on it what that might look like. Um, but I will give you the simple answer. Pretty much do have everyone sign an agreement. Anyone that's like Bethesda, big companies, small companies are having big games coming up. Have the uh, pretty much the console makers, PlayStation, uh, which is Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, basically sign an agreement saying, hey, we will only show like our big games at this event through a live stream. And then we have people come here, record it, boom, done. That's how I solve E3. Thank you. My payment can be sent in check. You're welcome. Next segment. Never check. check. Never check. Why would you want to check? One thing I do want to say about E3 and why they are dying um, isn't just because of the pageantry, but um, if you guys don't know, uh, they've actually like denied Jeff Keighley any sort of coverage. They literally like denied him having like a copyright strike content for any of his streams. So he had to go directly to each of the publishers themselves and get access to it. Yeah. When he started his stream, he basically spelled it all out. Right. As well as with Sony having nothing to do with it, E3 cut uh, like the DualShock controller out of their preview event or the DualSense controller. Yeah. Yeah. Because they want to have nothing to do with it. So E3 is eating themselves alive. Yeah. Yeah. They're being petty babies when they have no ground to stand on to be petty babies. Um, That. That is bad. That is bad. They need to. I mean, FIFA was going through this a couple of years ago, um, a very similar kind of marketing uh, uh, thing where they weren't allowing certain companies to advertise because, you know, they, they didn't represent the FIFA brand. And it was at a time where FIFA and I'm talking about FIFA, not the game, but FIFA, the company. Uh, it was at a time where FIFA was going through some, some absolute crazy bullshit scandals. Uh, so like it. When companies do this, this is how they die. Most companies commit suicide. Uh, uh, and E3 being the company uh, is slowly committing suicide. And it is, it's weird to see. Uh, I don't know why they're treating Jeff Keighley this way uh, or any journalist for that matter. Because I know, I think, wasn't it Jason Schreier that had a real hard time a couple years ago with E3? I believe so. Yeah, and that's it's... fucking Jason Schreier. Yeah. Don't fuck with Jason Schreier. It's because it's competition and it looks bad for them. Yeah. And anything what? that they, you know, don't deem as positive, they they will cut. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, we could be going on to this the entire podcast, but I want to get to the actual games that were announced. There were games? Yeah, believe it or not. But before we get to what was announced at E3, we're going to get to what was announced at Jeff Keighley's Summer Games uh, Festival. Because uh, Kent, I believe something was announced that you have been waiting for for a little while. I'm I'm, I'm not sure. Ring. That was it, basically. That was the thing Jeff like went up there to announce. He was like, "Okay, Elden Ring." Everything else was like a, you know, just like a decoy to get you like mad. And he's like, "Okay, everybody, it's Elden Ring." He was like in the verge of tears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I noticed. So Kent, t- <laughs> okay, everyone pestered him for years. They like they attached his face to Elden Ring, not. Appearing in the public eye, so <laughs> that's, that's, that's a weird move. But all right, yeah. So Kent, tell me about this Elden Ring. Um, so it's from Soft. So okay. you know, if you don't enjoy their games, you probably won't enjoy this one. But um, it's going to be another Gothic type uh, RPG 
up to four players co-op, but what's going to be different about this one is seemingly it's its own, you know, universe and story, and it's uh, helmed by, what's his name, George R. R. Martin. Yep. I don't know. I don't, I haven't read any or watched any of his shit, but you know, I think he's competent, I guess. But anyway, um, (laughs) it's going to be that it's going to be open world. Kate Kate looks very angry right now. I'm not angry. I'm just so confused. He's competent, (laughs) I guess. Uh, Okay. The cultural imprint that Game of Thrones had. No, never mind. Go on. Go on. Keep talking. I, I remember fuck? you guys like, all shitting on the finale. So yeah, that wasn't written by George R. R. Martin. That wasn't George R. Martin. Jesus. Doug and something Benioff. Yeah, D&D. D&D. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess he's genuinely good. <laughs> I'm going to punch you. I'm going to punch you. I'm going to punch you so hard in the throat when I see you again. Uh, anyway, so um, it's going to be open world. And it's going to be seamless loading. It's not going to be because before uh, Dark Souls was pseudo open world, but it was very narrow. Uh, it was like almost like a Metroidvania in the way that it's like somewhat linear areas that you revisit or that they connect to one another. But this is going to be a big old open world uh, interconnected area that you can explore. And aside from that, they haven't said much, you know, you can like have mounts and stuff, which is a first for that type of game. Um, graphics wise, uh, the stream, it was really bad. So it made it look it like a PS3 game, yeah, but then they released bad. screenshots and it looks pretty good. I still don't think it's like on par of Demon Souls, but that's because Blue Point are like wizards themselves. They are. I, I seriously think that they are necromancers who bring yeah. back the spirits of dead games. It's It's crazy. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, can't. I mean, uh, you you know how I feel about Demon Souls and Bloodborne and all that stuff. So uh, no, that I'm probably not going to be playing this. But uh, I am excited that they're opening the world up, uh, open world, and this genre of hard ass game might be an interesting way to do things. I'm interested to see what they're going to do. Um, four player co op. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't think it's going to be like I want it to, where you can just have three of your friends chilling in your world running around in all four directions um but you know maybe they'll prove me wrong maybe maybe they'll prove me wrong yeah Uh, and like for those who haven't played previously um if you had like co-op first of all you had to unlock the ability to do co-op and it was very limited so that's what paul's talking about that like you know, yeah, it yeah. may not be exactly what he wants because we don't know yet if it's going to truly be like free co-op or it's going to be very limited. But I'm going to I kind of am heading towards it being pretty open because it'll be hard to limit like what they've done before, because like before it's like if you killed the boss in that realm, you can't fr- you know co-op in that area anymore. That's going to be pretty hard to do in an open world game. So that's true. We'll just see. Maybe they'll scale enemies and scale uh, uh, enemy scaling is, is what I've been hearing is going to be like what's preventing you from moving on in different areas of the game um mm-hmm. yeah is, is scaling and enemy difficulty well um yeah uh, we finally got news on elden ring and uh it is pretty much exactly what i thought it was going to be but george rr R. martin is involved so maybe the story will make sense and be told to you instead of <laughs> uh you having to read it um that was a slight good but i don't know i don't know how well he is at 
he's he's fine. He's he's just he's a he's a great writer. He's not the greatest know, in the just, world. He's no he's no Tolkien or something, but he's he's goddamn well, good. Even Tolkien. Yeah. He's good, I guess. He's good, I guess. Hence. <laughs> so let's start oh. E3 proper, um, because that's basically all Jeff Keighley gave us was Elden Ring. Um, oh, and uh, uh, Death Stranding PS5 digital or director's yeah. cut. Yeah. Uh, there's more. There's more. <laughs> Yeah. What? An extra 20 miles to walk? Dan, uh, I actually did want to get your opinion on this because um, you're the only person uh, I think that liked Death Stranding. Um, yeah. What? Death Stranding Director's Cut? It's basically the PS5 version with a new name. Like, <laughs> There's more? It's literally all it is. <laughs> okay, so there yeah, isn't they, like another fifteen hours of game or uh, cutscenes, right? I'm sure there's new like uh, things, like new items and new little bit, uh, like bits and bobs here and there characters. But I think okay. it's just basically a PS5 with a big update. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, that's all right, fine. Uh, the director's cut, and I'm just thinking like a Lord of the Rings extended edition version <laughs> of this fucking walking simulator. <laughs> 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 Like, I, I, I like to call it walking simulator extreme because normally walking simulators, uh, yeah, you can't true. fall down. But in this game, <laughs> yeah. you can. You stepped on a pebble. Right? <laughs> Norman Reedus, you're going down, motherfucker. You're going down. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Could you think of like the things that are going to work with the DualShocks like, uh, no. controller? Oh, God. Haptic <laughs> yeah. feedback. Yeah. When yeah. he's taking oh. a shower, you can feel the, you can feel oh, the water God, on his, they would yeah, do that. On his beepus. Um, yeah. So I'm we're gonna in his nuts. <laughs> we're gonna move on from Death Stranding, um, as everyone should, and go on to a little game called Borderlands Three uh, that's getting a giant update because, of course, it is uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Uh, Andy Samberg and what's it's that? A standalone. Oh, it's a yeah, standalone. It's own game. Oh, I, I didn't catch that. That part. enemy looks like Oryx. Moving on. Yes, it does. Andy Samberg and Wanda Sykes uh, are both in this game, which is interesting that Wanda Sykes uh, is getting work in video games. Uh, I mean, good for her. She's hilarious. Uh, I just that's didn't see her going to, to, to video games. Um, <clears throat> I expected Aisha Tyler. Right? Yeah. I actually did expect Aisha Tyler. I, I, I can't. I think we have seen that. Anyway. Oh, no. She was. Uh, was she Microsoft that one year? She was host of E3 for oh, just host. a couple years. Uh, okay. Like five years in a row. Oh, Ubisoft. Yeah, yep. Ubisoft, yep. Ubisoft. You're right. Uh, she like dwarfed the little Frenchman. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh my God. I remember that. Eves, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Eves. Yeah. Response or, yeah. 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 Uh, look it up if you don't know what we're talking about. It is a great picture. Um, we could talk about Among Us, but if you're not playing Among Us, then you're not going to care. And if you do play Among Us, then you're playing. You know. yes. Yeah, you already know. It's getting more stuff. Uh, and then Ubisoft uh, started off with their uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. Ooh. Which, by the way, if you didn't know, uh, they changed the name of uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine. Uh, for obvious reasons. God. Think <laughs> of that goddamn word. Jesus fucking Christ. Right? I know. Um, and now it's Extraction. It is a uh, three-player, third-person shooter that is like Left for Dead, but sneaky? It's, it's a PvE experience. I think it's more than three-player, though. 
I might be wrong about the three players. I know it's third person like division, um, which is uh, making some people upset. A lot of people were hoping for that first person. Yeah, uh, heard, it sounded like it's kind of like a roguelike-esque thing where you go through and you play. And then die. But if and... one of your teammates gets uh, caught, you guys have to go back in and basically risk your character to get that person extracted. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I am actually interested in this. Uh, I don't really care about the genre, uh, and I especially don't care about Rainbow Six since Vegas 2. Um, but uh, uh, I will say that uh, uh, this actually kind of has piqued my interest. Um, and it's actually coming out this year, which is going to be a rare thing for the next 30 games that we're going to be talking about. Uh, oh, I appreciate it. One more time, Kent. I can appreciate that they showed gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I What I can't appreciate, though, is the lack of Beyond Good and Evil 2. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go. That game has been, like, phantom canceled. <laughs> I saw the most hilarious... Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw the most hilarious tweet. I'm, like, paraphrasing, but it was, like, basically, like, uh, Eves or whatever goes up on stage and he's like, Beyond Good and Evil 2? Who wants that French shit? <laughs> Who wants that space shit? Nobody does. Nobody does. <laughs> Get out of here with that shit. No, I mean, uh, Kent, uh, uh, last episode, uh, you weren't on it, but uh, we were talking about what was what we wanted to see from E3, and I, I admitted for the first time uh, that I know uh, Beyond Good and Evil is not going to be at, at this E3 and probably won't be at the next E3. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's been canceled. I don't want to go that far uh, because it is a huge property that they have worked very hard on. Um, it's, it's not like a scale bound where it's a brand new IP and they're not sure how it's going to do like th- this. This is an actual IP. Well, it practically is. I mean, like yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, you're right. I don't want to think about it. One game. And it's not, and it's a prequel to that game too. Yeah, yeah, shit. It practically, is a a new IP. You're making me sad, Kent. You're making me sad. I want to see as just as much as you, but <laughs> it's, it's not gonna happen. It's going the way of Skull and Crossbones or whatever that Ooh, game's called. Speaking of, we didn't get to see any of that. Kind of yep. sad about that one. Little sad about that one. Yeah. Little sad about that. I one. want a good pirate game. Yeah, that isn't. Assassin's oh, no. Creed. We'll we'll, we'll get That's to that. All we have. That's all we have. That's all we have is Assassin's Creed Black <laughs> Flag. Sea of Thieves. We will get no. to Sea of Thieves later. Right I'm now, afraid. I want to talk about Riders Republic, the MMO extreme sports game. Oh, good God! Do we have to? <clears throat> Jeremy, you're here. Yeah, so we yes, have to. we have to. Have to. It's 2007, <laughs> and I need you to channel your Jinko jeans guy. <laughs> I'm not impressed with it, though. There's nothing special about it. Yeah, it has mountain biking, snowboarding, whatever, but it's just steep. It, that's that's all that it is. There's nothing special about it. That the name sounds like a literary union. Like, a, <laughs> I can just imagine a team of, like, writers, like, W-R-I-T-E-R-S, right. yeah, yeah. just like, okay, we need to push for equality and equal pay, <laughs> Writers Republic. It does sound like the alternate name to the writer, uh, writing guild. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would play that. Yeah, that that would be interesting. Uh, uh, like uh, Westport, uh, no Westbridge Independent. I think the game was called uh, by the same guys who did Papers Please. Anyway, 
yeah, so uh, Jeremy, you're not you're not impressed by this MMO. It's gonna be huge, and it's hey, it's launching this year. So I could I could play it right now if I want logged on my Xbox and played Steep. Yeah, it's the same exact <laughs> game. I'm not impressed. Okay, all right. Well, let's move on uh, to uh, the first Nintendo news. Uh, Leonard, can you hit me with a, with one of those for me, please? Wow. That was the best one. Yep, that was, that was the best, best one. one. Yeah, yeah. Man, Jeremy, you don't gotta tell me it's shit. <laughs> Fully Thanos snapped out of existence. Uh so uh not well, surprising some, I suppose, but not surprising me in particular, because I kind of already knew that this was going to happen, or at least something similar to it. Mario popped on the Ubisoft stage, and that happens only once in a while when rabbits are involved. Uh Leonard, what was announced? They basically announced that Mario is going to be working with autistic rabbits. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. Oh, sorry. More than just that, autistic stars as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So Mario plus rabbits gets a sequel and it's coming out next year. Let's move the fuck on because that. It is trash. And if you do buy it, I, I, first of all, I have to ask. Why are you spending money on it? Second of all, you should just send it to us. At least we could do something <laughs> constructive with it. It's because it's going to be bought by parents because that's going to be the game that goes on sale first. Look, yep. Dan, we get it. Just shut your mouth for five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dan's 100% right. Uh, it's the only Mario game that goes on sale because it's not a Mario game. Uh, apparently... <laughs> Apparently, though, it is, uh, uh, according to a lot of reviewers, it is like my first XCOM. Like, if you want to yeah. get your kids into XCOM, but you don't want them to cry every 20 minutes because their favorite XCOM, XCOMer gets XCOMed, um, you buy them Mario plus Rabbids uh, because everyone is safe and they're shooting marshmallows at each other. <laughs> But it is such a weird demographic. You have to be old enough to want to play a turn-based strategy shooter, but not that old that you can handle XCOM, so you have to go down to Mario. God, do you remember, like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to bring up, like, retail life, but, like, when we worked in retail, and every time someone brought up Mario and Rabbids, and they had, like, a uh, three- or four-year-old with them, and we'd be like... (laughs) All right, here's the deal. <laughs> I see what you're trying to do, like, sir I get or it. ma'am. It's but... only $20, and that's a very attractive price point, and it has Mario on the cover. But let's have a conversation <laughs> about your child's ability to strategize. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, the Venn diagram is a very, very slim, uh, slim uh, slice of the pie. Um, I don't know how this got enough money uh, to make a second one. To be honest, and it had a huge DLC last year. So this game baffles me. And I really think it's just like they signed a contract. uh, Ubisoft forced Nintendo somehow. They have dirt on Shigeru Miyamoto or something. And they signed a contract uh, for an X amount of years uh, to have Mario shoot guns at their stupid fucking rabbits that just won't die. Um. And here we are. Why don't, you, why don't you just invest some money in making an open world Raymond game instead? Right. Dude. Where the oh. fuck is Raymond? Paul, are you sitting down? I am sitting down. Well, I just want to let you know that Mario and Rabbids sold 7.5 million copies. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Jesus. Oh my God. I mean, how many by accident though? Let's be honest. How many refunds? Probably like seven million. I was going to say about seven point one. The rest were review copies. <laughs> Oh, man, uh, that is a depressing number, and I wish I could sit down more because, uh, yeah, that was that was a lot. Okay, so we're almost done with Ubisoft, and then we can get to something that I actually want to talk about after a break. Um, <clears throat> oh, there is a game that they announced. Yep, and I'm just about to get to it, but I almost threw up in my mouth just reading the word. James Cameron. James Cameron, everybody. He's got four more movies coming out with his amazing blue buddies. Four? Yep. Three. Nope. Four movies Ugh. coming out. I'm already tired. Well, if you want some solace, we'll all be dead of old age before they come out. <laughs> That's so. so true. That's true. And James Cameron will just be a brain in a jar directing people. Yeah, he'll still be going. <clears throat> Futurama style. Yeah. He's going to be the head. <laughs> the head in a jar. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Avatar the Game. I don't know if it's going to be open world, but I don't care. I don't know if it's it's open world. world. Okay, good for them. All I saw was a little bit of a trailer because I think I was peeing at this time. Um, And uh, I was disappointed. Does everyone remember the first one? That came out? Yep. No. Okay, Leonard. Six years old or something. I don't remember. I, don't remember. <laughs> I was an adult, but I didn't care. <laughs> I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah. I think I was uh, I was probably like 23, 25 when it came out. Because Dan and I are old. Yeah, um, you are. Mm-hmm. You're so old. Uh, yeah, it, it was not good. It was just so a movie old. tie-in. And uh, this is just that again. I don't know what... I. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's just James Cameron throwing money at this franchise that no one wants. No one liked it, James Cameron. It was cool once. And then we all sort of saw through the thin veil of sort of racist, man. Anyway, we're going to move on. Dances with Wolves. It's just Dances with Wolves. It's just announced. What's that? Just Dance 2022. Okay, Shut cool. the hell up, Jeremy. <laughs> Anyways, the best thing out of Ubisoft, to really just bluntly put it, Far Cry 6. The reason why Giancarlo, Giancarlo Esposito. if you don't think so, you are racist. Good day. Agree. Hard agree. <laughs> no, uh, uh, that he is probably the best uh, villain that we've seen since Far Cry 3. Easy. Uh, maybe ever. Uh, well... Let's not hype it up too soon. They might just be squandering his many, many talents. Yeah, they might be squandering his many talents, or they might kill him off halfway through the game and never not talk about halfway. it again. Not even halfway through the game, which I'm still pissed off about. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks like a Far Cry game, and there's tanks now, uh, and there's a little disabled dog um, that's a little too cute for his own good, and I will never, uh, never bring him around as a companion because he might get hurt. And I, don't, I can't, that can't happen. you bring the chicken. I'll bring the chicken or the crocodile. There's a horse now, which is cool, I guess. I don't know. It, it looks like a Far Cry game with, with Esposito and, you know. Oh, and uh, surprise announcement. They didn't release an Assassin's Creed this year. I'm actually glad they didn't. I know we were talking about they probably too. will be, but uh, I'm, I'm glad they didn't. Uh, Dan, what, do you, what were you going to say about uh, Far Cry? Oh, I'm I'm just done with Far Cry. Like it's always every year, it's the same damn thing. That you know, I'm not gonna buy it. Not gonna buy it. Okay, I'll buy it, and then I don't play it. Uh, real quick, copy paste that to Assassin's Creed. 
I'm done with Assassin's yeah. Creed. Like, I still I haven't that. played. Valhalla was good though. Just saying. Yeah, I, I still haven't played Valhalla. Yeah. yeah, it's the Attack on Paris DLC. Oh, got it. Yeah. And okay. then there's also the Rocksmith. Yeah, Rocksmith. Yes. That looked interesting. It it, it does look interesting. Still alive. I want to do a little more research before I talk about it because that's sort of in my bellywick. Um, I will say that uh, Rocksmith. Uh, if you actually want to learn how to play guitar and you don't want to spend like a hundred plus dollars on a, on a, on a instructor to help you learn it, Rocksmith, the first one was a really, really good alternative. It, it sort of had a technical uh, ceiling that you had to, to meet. Um, but once you got to that ceiling, it was a really good way to learn guitar. Um, even though this, most of the songs sucked, I heard that got better, but uh, this yeah, new they've, one uh, streamlined it a lot. It's now uh, yeah. a service, and it also uses, I believe, your phone. Yes, to yes. handle it, so you don't need any more uh, like plugs or anything. Yes, and I, I really hope that they continue with that. Uh, it's it's a fantastic. It looks like a fantastic service, and I really hope that more and more uh, artists uh, get in on that game, uh, so that we have more and more guitarists. And I saw somebody playing bass, so you can also learn bass, which is something I might actually pick up because uh, uh, I suck at bass. I've always sucked at bass. The play strings are too big. Just play Thundercat. Yeah, Thundercat. Thundercat. <clears throat> Sounds good. Well, we are going to take a break, and once uh, we are back from that break, we're going to be talking about, uh, in my opinion, the winner of E3, at least so far, um, Xbox. Ugh. I said that, and then I threw up a bit in my mouth. We'll be back. What is it, 2008? And now for another thrilling adventure of... If Half-Life 3 came out today! Episode 3, Train Station. Hey, did you hear Half-Life 3 came out? <gasps> what? Half-Life 4 confirmed. <gasps> and so concludes another thrilling adventure of... If Half-Life 3 came out today! Welcome back, everybody, and it's time to continue on our E3 discussion, because that's what this episode is all about, the E3 that never was. Um, we're going to start with Xbox, but more specifically, we're going to start with Xbox new uh, bedtime companion, Bethesda, uh, because we weren't surprised uh, to see something from uh, Starfield, and here it is, a sort of cutscene from Starfield. That was all we saw. We saw some interiors. It doesn't look like it's using Creation Engine, which is good for a number of reasons. And we also heard a British lady talk about going to the stars. I didn't watch it. That game's so going to be delayed. <laughs> Shit, Dan, you're right. When you're right, you're right. Uh, also, also, the problem is, is the release date of being eleven, eleven, twenty-two. Like I noticed, they that have too. to, they have to want to make it. 
Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. But it's either going to release uber broken or get delayed. <laughs> yeah, it's probably going to have like a 10 gigabyte day one patch or something crazy. Yeah. If they can't show any gameplay. Uh, I, I think that was gameplay. Then. To be fair, that was gameplay. That's curated, though. Yes. No, that's, right. That's in engine. In engine. There. Yeah, that's what I mean. In it was in engine. Vastly different. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is. It is vastly different. Well, All you right. can render cutscenes in engine, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> exactly. Oh shit! Oh god! It was a pre-rendered in engine cutscene. God. Now I'm sad. You know, when they're doing that, they're having their developer assets. They are at. They're having rigs that ninety yeah. percent of the population won't ever have. Yeah. So it's gonna. You know. They'll make it look good and then you're going to get it and then it's going to be oh i can't do any of that yeah yeah but in this case they didn't show you doing anything so i guess (laughs) equals out that's true all the animations were canned so yeah who knows (laughs) who knows um but i did see that release date of 11 11 22 and boy they really like that uh those numbers huh fucking sign of good luck assholes um i think this tells us though that Elder Scrolls, the new one, will be eleven eleven forty four. Shit, Dan, when you're right, you're right. I hate it. I hate it, but you're right. Um, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna slide off Bethesda for a little bit. I do want to talk about a little bit more that they uh, uh, announced, kind of announced, um, in in just a second. But uh, I I do want to talk, uh, uh, Leonard. You screamed out "Sea of Thieves" in our previous uh, uh, section. And uh, I just want to say that Jack Sparrow is coming to your favorite game, Sea of Thieves. It is not my favorite game. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just, that was the only thing really worth mentioning besides Halo. That yeah. was it. Have, have yeah. you tried Sea of Thieves yet? Who, me? Honestly, no. Yeah. yeah. It's actually, it's not a bad game, but you definitely need multiple friends. People. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, like, yourself like, sucks. I like That's watching people play. Too. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to spend thirty dollars on something that like not everyone's going to be available for. Right. Yeah. Right. That that's that's definitely a buy appointment kind of video game, and that's that's always it's, tough. It's always it's tough literally like Gmod. It's like okay, I have friends who can play Gmod with me. Oh, I spent fifteen dollars plus whatever I spent for a bundle, and now I have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. My friends. Slight dig there, Leonard, and I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm digging in deeply. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna agree on that one. <laughs> hey, all right. I have like I'm 50 mad. installations of add-ons for you guys. We are. I have busy. no money. Curated. <laughs> We're working through it. Okay. We're working through it. We'll find time. Don't worry I'm about broke. it. I'm broke. Uh, but yeah, it looks like Jack Sparrow is gonna be in uh, an Xbox game, and you know, good that he's getting work. Um. <laughs> Jack Sparrow? Yeah, that Jack Sparrow's getting work. It's good that Jack Sparrow was getting work. That's good. Uh, is it an impersonator? <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> I think uh, it is, yeah. Whoever yeah. did a really good job. He did a really good the job. the same guy who did the Disney Infinity. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, and whoever. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. It's like the same guy. There's that streamer that dresses up as Jack Sparrow and has, like, the perfect mannerisms and, like, does such a good job of, like impersonating Johnny while he plays Sea of Thieves dressed as Jack Sparrow. And I have to imagine he's just losing his fucking mind over this announcement. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be him playing Jack Sparrow <laughs> yeah. in a game with Jack Sparrow. It's going to be super meta. Or yeah. maybe he'll get I a cease and desist. I literally I wasn't sure so. if that was actually Jack Sparrow or not. A lot of people were like, is that, is that, is that Johnny Depp? 
Yeah. Uh, it's I, not I, even DLC. It's just going to be that streamer guy joining your server. <laughs> like, always on. He just pops in. It's great. He's funny. Yeah, he's yeah. a funny guy. I've seen him a couple times on, uh, on uh, here and there. Um, okay, so... Uh, Bethesda had a handful of other games that were announced, and a lot of them looked fine. Um, but nothing was really shown off about it. They were just pre, pre-rendered cutscenes. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed with, with Bethesda. Dan, am I disappointed with Bethesda for a good reason? Well, it's either because of Elder Scrolls or Deathloop, so yes. <laughs> well, Deathloop wasn't shown off, and I think we all know why. Exactly. They are killing that game. They are strangling that game by sitting on its face. It is racism. It, yeah, a little. You know what? Yes, Leonard, it is a little bit. And I am uncomfortable because that game looked so good, um, especially because Arcane is making it right. Am I wrong? I think so. I'm pretty sure Arcane I is think making it's Arcane it. Studios. Um, and then at the end of Xbox's, uh, whole thing, um, with yeah. Bethesda, it's Arcane Studios. Yeah. Uh, they showed off a new Arcane Studios game where you're, it's, it's like a 4v vampires. It looks fine. If, if what it's basically going to be left for dead, but vampires instead of zombies. And that's fine. Um, but like, what the fuck, man, you are actually killing Deathloop in, in it, like in its infancy before it's even fucking on the shelf, you're destroying that game. And that makes me so angry and so sad because that game looks so ridiculous and fun and two people of color as, as your main characters, come on, bad optics, man, bad optics to just forget about it. Okay. Well, it is a competitor's game. I think yeah. unless they could do the timed exclusivity and actually make the announcement that it's coming to Xbox, yeah, I don't think they were. Yeah, they just weren't going to do it. But at the same time, it ruins Arcane Studios' reputation <laughs> if that game either never comes out or is dog shit when it comes out. Yeah, it does. So we'll just see how that turns out. <sighs> well, it'll. Uh, basically take the air out of any multi-platform game that comes out of Bethesda from now on. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, because we didn't mention it, but Starfield is an exclusive to Xbox as Dan said. And I was like, no, that could never happen. No, Dan, you were right. Uh, and I hate it when you're right. Cause it makes me sad. Yeah. That's why you're always sad. Yeah. I'm always sad too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's continue. I don't want to talk about Bethesda for a while. Uh, so, <laughs> We are going to talk about, uh, oh, I lost my place on my notes. What did I do? Microsoft. Yeah, let's talk about Microsoft. Well, I guess we can quickly talk about Diablo 2 actually getting a September release date for next year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, can we talk about Halo not getting a release date? <laughs> Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about Halo then. Um, okay, so we saw another pre, pre-rendered cutscene. <laughs> Um, for Halo, we didn't see any first person action from it, uh, because presumably because last year when they showed it to us, uh, we all made fun of it, uh, and pointed at, uh, Shrek, um, his model was his from PS2 was in the game, uh, and no one from 343 seemed to notice, um, or care. So what you guys are like six months out from a release 
the biggest release that your system is going to have in years, and you're not going to show us gameplay? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. You did show us gameplay of the multiplayer that is free to play when you buy the game. So I have a theory. Please, Dan, I, save us from I this. I think multiplayer is coming out holiday. Campaign, on the other hand. Oh, no. Summer. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I was going to have the hypothesis, too, that they're two completely different uh, projects. Almost like how, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Call of Duty has its Warzone and the like Cold War thing, like how it's kind of yeah, like two black, different products. Black Ops, whatever it is yeah. now, and Cold War, two different things now. Uh, shit. Yeah, you're right. And um, that's even sadder. It's upsetting, and I don't like it. Uh, 343 uh, got handed a golden goose. Um, and every time that that golden goose lays a golden egg, they look at it and they're like, ew, that's gross. And throw it out the window. I could see them delaying the Xbox one version and maybe getting the Xbox series X out. I could I say that's, that's best, best case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And do basically like learn from cyberpunk's, uh, uh, mistakes yeah. and, and do what, CD Projekt Red should have done with Cyberpunk. Yeah, I can see that happening. A little sad, but I can see that happening. Um, I think a huge issue with the open world aspect. I think they I feel too. like they don't know how to effectively design that because everything they've been doing has been completely linear A to B yeah. campaigns. Yeah. yeah. And, I imagine the engine can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's and, probably why we saw PS2, uh, what was his name? Greg? I don't remember what people called him. Yeah, neither do I. Um, Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, because it probably was on a deprecated build or something, that it actually worked. Like, they probably had a newer build that looked pretty, but something was so drastically bad with that one. They're like, well, shit, we got to go have one that, you know, we can actually run around and shoot in. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit, and that's then sad. look how that got received. So they're yeah. probably like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Here's another trailer of Cortana 2.0 or whatever the hell that was. Right. Yeah, it was Cortana 2.0. It's because I can't remember who plays Cortana. Um, the actress. I can't remember her name now. Um, but uh, uh, she's expensive as fuck now. Uh, so they only have her for a few lines. I know Jen Taylor. Jen Taylor. Thank you so much. She's expensive. Or no, that was from Halo 4. Yeah. Natasha no. McElhone. Hel- yeah, yeah. 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 Her voice is iconic as, as, uh, 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 Cortana. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm upset. I'm upset with Halo. I'm upset with 343. And I have been for years. Um, they're, they're just not Bungie. They're not Bungie. Paul. What? Can I throw something out there and get everyone's thoughts on? Okay, please. So. I've been quiet because I've been reading, and I, I want, I've been doing some research and everything as well about it. Now, I know everyone's upset about Halo not having a like release date, but isn't that a good thing? And I say that because, example, Cyberpunk. It was extremely right. hyped up. Everyone had to get their hands on it. Um, you know, big corporate overlords are pushing on develops to get the game out, get the game out, get the game out. Game came out, and as a couple episodes, yeah, a couple episodes ago, we just shat on it, yeah, because it was a bad game. And Jeremy, you are you are certainly not wrong. Um, and, and 
I have a feeling that 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 might have something to do with it. But the problem is um, Microsoft needs to get systems in people's hands, in people's living rooms as fast as possible. And the only real way to do that um, is to put out a halo, put out exclusives that only Xbox can play. And right now, Starfield isn't going to be their exclusive. Sea of Thieves bringing in Jack Sparrow, that's not going to be their exclusive. They need a halo. We're going to be talking about uh, uh, Forza in a little bit. uh, Forza getting Horizon uh, 5. I was almost going to call it Horizon Zero 5. Um, Forza Horizon 5 is coming out. And we talked about it. Yeah, we did talk about it. Uh, And that might get a handful of people to buy the system. But Halo, Halo is how you get people to buy the system. It's been 20 years. They said this 100 times during their press conference. It's been 20 years since we had Xbox, the original, and 20 years since we've had Halo, the original. It's time to fucking step up. It's time to bring that uh, uh, just crashing IP down to the ground and get some fucking money because they are still losing the sales war with Sony. And also, I would like to say that... um, the whole thing with cyberpunk is actually what is happening with halo in a way like it, yeah. it may be easy to be like, Oh, well like, you know, it was bad because they rushed it. But, uh, if you kind of look at it, Halo's going through the same thing. Cause halo gave a pretty general ballpark at the very first time, uh, when we saw the gameplay and then that got delayed. Uh, which Cyberpunk gave a kind of general ballpark, but that got delayed, and then it was like indefinitely delayed. And when you keep delaying it and like keep showing it off these big like uh, keystones that like people aren't even seeing progress, and this was like reverse progress because we just saw another cutscene rather than gameplay, yeah. then people are going to be even more ready to jump and like be angry that's not out. And when you get that, then you get investors who want you to like, okay, they're getting very riled up here. Uh, they don't even know when they should be able to buy it. So can you guys speed a process? And then that, you know, you have Q&A testing that gets cut short. You get uh, extra content or like day one patch content that just gets completely axed. Yeah. So it could be another cyberpunk thing, depending on like how much you know, the developers are being pressed because they delayed it again and without a concrete date. Right. Right. The like, thing what, is too... <laughs> Go ahead, Leonard. Sorry. Uh, the thing is too, like definitely I agree with Ken. Like if you notice most of the games throughout all of E3, most of them are taking a long time, which is, I mean, of course it could be multiple things, could be pandemic, could be just a lot of things in general. Yeah. But I feel like it's definitely like what Ken's saying because of the way everyone looked at cyberpunk. Like yeah. cyberpunk was supposed to be the golden child and look what happened. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it definitely has something to do with the pandemic and it definitely has something to do with the fact that we are now straddling uh, a very long straddle uh, this time around uh, for a new generation of, of consoles. Um, but Leonard, you're you're definitely hitting on something that I don't think is getting talked about uh, uh, often, and that I think Cyberpunk sort of scared uh, publishers off a little bit. What happened, especially uh, Sony's response to Cyberpunk, taking it off of 
their online uh, uh, service yeah, completely. And it's, and it's not even back yet. No, it's still like, not back damn. yet. Apparently, it won't come back until November when the PS5 and Series X uh, uh, patches come up. Wow. Which I sort of agree with uh, to yeah. some degree. Um, I mean, it's, it's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Because um, that's when, to me, that's when the game comes out. Uh, so I'm waiting for that day uh, to actually play the game. But uh, yeah, no, people saw what happened to CD Projekt Red. A, a titan among RPGs and uh, high fidelity in video games uh, come crashing down with one mistake made in the boardroom. Uh, so I, I hope that some dev- or that some publishers are looking at that uh, and taking it to heart. Um, who knows? Who knows? And maybe that's why all these games are getting delayed. This one game that I was looking forward to that I've mentioned a handful of times on this podcast uh, is uh, 12 Minutes. Uh, that got pushed back three times now. It is an indie game with the backing of Microsoft for sure, but it is an indie game getting pushed back three times now to 2022 in August. And it's a top-down uh, 12-minute game that you have to replay over and over again. And they they want to make sure that it is just pitch perfect when it comes out. And yeah, I, ha- I have a feeling. Leonard, you're right. Cyberpunk has something to do with that. And Dan, I know you might be just shaking your head. Just be like, no, no. But I, I think that, that, that Leonard's right. I can't believe you would say otherwise, Dan. Oh, uh, I believe with Leonard. Okay, I believe Leonard. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I mean, mark it down on the calendar. Mark it down on the calendar. <laughs> well, it's every company has seen like what happens, yeah. um, and Microsoft, I imagine, is slightly regretting their like, oh, every game for the next two years will be you know cross generational. Yeah. Like okay, shit. You know, like that sounded great on the bullet point, but now we got to actually perform and. I honestly think that's going to hurt them more than anything. Yeah, but you're not. You're not. Yeah, wrong. they kind of dug themselves in this weird hole because they had already set some expectations and even like general release date information before Cyberpunk came out. So they were like riding the coattails of that, like you know, old style of like publishing games. And then Cyberpunk came out, and then now they're like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, we're like in the middle of it. So. Yeah. And of course, the pandemic did not make it any easier. Um, And games are hard to make. And games are getting harder and harder to make. Yeah, people often forget. Yeah. Except, Um, uh, 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 Kent, I'm I'm sure that you love to hear this. It wasn't technically E3, but I'm going to, it was during E3 week uh, that Unreal Engine 5 came out to the public. Yep. That's, That's a huge, huge step. Uh, The more people are able to use that tool, the easier it is to create video games here and there. Um, and that's, that's amazing. We're going to see the fruits of that labor on PlayStation first. <laughs> um, and later, I'm sure in the next, in the coming 10, 15 years, however long this one lasts, um, we're going to see more and more games easier to be made because of, uh, engines like this. And so maybe things like that will change, uh, how publishers view creating games. But right now, yeah, it definitely will be easier with, you know, UE5. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, right now everyone's a little gun shy. The entire industry is a little bit shy about showing off what they what they want. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna move on real quick because uh, Katie's staring at me like she needs to go home. Um, 
I already mentioned for uh, Horizon uh, 5, Forza Horizon 5, and of course there is another Forza Motorsport uh, uh, in the works. Forza Horizon looks amazing, absolutely photorealistic, just like every single year. I'm not surprised uh, that it looks as good as it does. This one's set in Mexico. Um, I'll save that one for the end. Uh, Eidos Montreal is working on a Guardians of the Galaxy uh, game. Okay, thank you. I was trying to get to that because sure. I wanted to ask. I have yes. a very important question. I have such an important question. Okay, I need go. someone to answer it. Mm-hmm. How in God's name did they manage to make Star-Lord look more like a proud boy than Chris Pratt? <laughs> Uh, uh, because they had to do as much as they could to make it not look. But right. how did they make him look <laughs> more like a proud boy than Chris Pratt already does? Everybody like looks to, so off. That's I, it. Yeah, everybody looks as far departed from the movie counterparts as possible. No, no, no. You don't no, understand I, because it's not that far of a departure. But it's it's slight. It it's he's, it's he's going from ten off, to eleven. Right? <laughs> Can I can I say something about the acting? Yeah, please. Sure. God, it was horrendous. Yes. Yeah. It, it was horrendous. Was really like, bad. I mean, I'm sorry. I half the time I couldn't tell who was talking if it was Peter Quill or freaking Rack, Rocket the Raccoon. Yep. I wonder like, like was, I this has gotta be like Disney's gotta have some sleeper agents in Sony. Like in their studios in, and stuff. In uh Eidos. Eidos, yeah, yeah, yeah. In their studios Eidos. and stuff. Just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Cast that one. That art looks good. Yeah, because it makes like you know the Marvel games kind of suck, and it's like, well, yeah, obviously it's not Disney handling it. <laughs> that's got to be the logic. May- here. I mean, maybe that's <laughs> it. Maybe Disney uh, is regretting selling their uh, uh, their video game studio for one, and then giving the rights to both Star Wars and Marvel, uh, one to Square Enix and one to uh, EA. Uh, respectively. Uh, and now they're like, okay, well, let's just make sure that their games suck uh, so that we can get it back as soon as possible. Uh, that's kind of conspiratorial, but you know what? Self-sabotage. Hey. It's like sabotage. Yeah, yeah. Like- There's only one game that they have done pretty well with when it comes to Square, Square, sorry, Square Enix and Disney. Uh-huh. What's that? That's the game that takes forever, which is Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I mean, really, it was just the JRPG fans carrying that franchise into the sunset. That's it. (laughs) Kingdom Hearts. Shut your mouth. Uh, so on sucks. <laughs> on the same Marvel uh, hit, uh, apparently Black Panther is coming uh, to excuse me to Marvel Avengers in August. I ha- am surprised that that has not already happened. Uh, sort of upset that that has not already happened. Uh, also on Square Enix, uh, Final Fantasy One and Six are being re-released and remastered uh, uh, in a in a in a series. Good for them. Uh, those are great games. Steam I'm, only. Uh, Steam only. You said. Mobile and Steam only. That is upsetting. Uh, I that sucks. Uh, <laughs> that that angers me, and now I'm I'm sad for the rest of the night. Um, Redfall, by the way, was the dishonor uh, the Arcane Studios vampire shooter. Uh, it looks uh, like a cartoon right now, and maybe it'll look like a video game in a year or so. Uh, we said we'd mention Among Us. Let's mention it that it's getting uh, 15 player lobbies for uh, uh, PC. Uh, PS5 and Xbox series. <sighs> Great. Um, <laughs> and we're, we're basically, that's, that's it. Uh, other than the PCs. Oh, I'm sorry. The huge one. Outer Worlds 2 is happening. Huh? 
Yep, that's the All exact right. reaction that I was expecting. Yeah, no, okay. I played Outer Worlds 1, and it was pretty good. It was. It held my attention. And then I was done. Is it bad that I forgot about it? Yeah, I, <laughs> well, totally. I think the interesting that thing you called is, it uh, Lost Planet yeah. before the before the mic turned on, Leonard. You called it Lost Planet, and made us all feel old. Yeah, because you know why? <laughs> what? Because we're old. When it, when outer when outer whatever it's called, whenever it came whenever it came out, yeah, I looked at it. I was like, this looks cool, and then I never played it. I kept getting. And it then now I'm looking at it. Miles. I'm like, oh, this has a funny trailer and looks cool. But guess what? Plot twist. And spoiler alert, I'm not going to play it. Yeah, like the Stupendium did so much for their reputation, I feel, because that song was pretty good. The Fine Print, such oh, a good yeah. song. Yeah, such yeah. a good oh, song. Oh, yeah. That was a really good trailer. But, well, well, yeah. One thing I do think is interesting is that because this game was supposed to be the Fallout knockoff uh, New Vegas kind yeah. of reboot. It did feel um, like it, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was made by the team that. No, made, no, uh, I know. I'm just saying, like, credit where it's due. It. They did a good job with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They did a good job ripping um, off their own game. Well, exactly. And then Microsoft <laughs> bought Obsidian. Yep. Yeah. Microsoft bought Bethesda. Yep. So it's technically releasing competing Fallout knockoff. Yep. And still keeping it going. So it was kind of interesting to see that they would keep that IP running. When you have like a bingo card, how much you want to bet in Outer Worlds 2, there's going to be a Pet Boy cosmetic or some shit. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah. The DLC, there's going to be like little references to Fallout now that they can. Yeah. Do I don't, that. I don't know. There were some uh, interviews back in the day, uh, actually not too long ago, uh, from old Obsidian employees talking about uh, having to deal with Bethesda when they were making New Vegas, and apparently they were slave drivers and horrible people, uh, and if they. If Obsidian messed up even one thing, Bethesda just had email after email berating them. And uh, a lot of those people say that they never want to work with Bethesda again. But if Big Daddy Microsoft says you two need to play in the sandbox together now, they're they're going to be playing in the sandbox together now. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what that is. Paper airplane insults to each other <laughs> yeah. from across the office. Your butt smells. Hey, Todd, you so like. Uh, snitch on Obsidian, you know, because like I feel like <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Teacher Bethesda and Microsoft being so close, so they're just gonna Todd Howard's gonna be like, you know what? They didn't want me. <laughs> they didn't let me in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Is it bad that Todd Howard kind of looks like the guy that would remind the teacher that they didn't give out homework? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, okay. We might be discussing E3 uh, in the next episode. We might be doing that. But right now, this is it. Uh, Wait. You're, you're missing one thing. The, am I? Um, you are missing that one thing, too. The no. origin. The, or- yeah. the origin? Final Fantasy uh, origin. Yeah, Final Fantasy origin. Oh. Uh, that happened? a horrible trailer, but I think the game holds promise. Okay. Um. The trailer's pretty silly. It looks dull, and then you hear the guy go like, "I want to kill chaos" like ten times, but uh, like in a row. Oh no! <laughs> I didn't actually watch was it. That, in that Devil May Cry looking game. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, oh, so I actually thought that it was a Devil May Cry. Game. <laughs> okay, never mind. Oh shit! Okay, I just looked it thing. up. I'm I'm gonna say it right now. Why this character design? He's so boring. 
Yeah, I, we don't even know if there's character creation. There may be, though, because... Mm-hmm. So it's helmed by Team Ninja, and they are pretty good at making these types of games. So it's going to be a Devil May Cry slash Neo type Stranger game, and I've played both Neos. They're hard, but they're very competent, and they know what you know how to make a game fun. Um so I think this would be an interesting thing. The demo's out apparently, but people are having issues with it. That doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't surprise me at all. No, it's Square Enix. They don't know how to do online games. I don't even think it's online for the demo. I'm not sure. Okay, but Uh, uh, I I will say I'm looking at screens right now. Uh, This if if this is not a created character, like the base created character that you get when you first say create my character uh then i i this is the worst character model for any final fantasy i've ever seen and that's saying a lot considering what final fantasy has given us in the past but like this guy is literally wearing a t-shirt yeah and everyone else around him is like in crazy armor with capes and shit and he's just like what well i just i got my button up hey guys yeah just got back from my sister's wedding how's it going I think you're going to be able to create your own character because yeah. Neo has one of the best character creation like tools next to probably Black Desert. Um, so I don't think they would just ex-nay all the work they've put in on that. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, especially something high profile like Final Fantasy. But apparently, I think this is it's called Origin because it's supposed to be the creation of like the Final Fantasy multiverse or like timeline for a specific few. I, I don't know exactly. the. Details, I had a but. feeling that that was what was implied by, by the subtitle superlative origin. Um, and now all I can think of is star Wars stories solo. This is a question I do not need answered. And they're going to tell it to me. I don't need to know why the there's multiple universes in in Final Fantasy. The Final Fantasy universes they're complex in and of themselves. Why are you trying to tie it all together with twine? I, uh, okay. Yeah, unless it's like one of the universes that are shared, like because there's a I, few games in the series that are loosely like mentioned as like being in the same thing. Right. Right. And like, like I I, I'm noticing that uh, the Final Fantasy one, the main character from Final Fantasy one, is featured a lot uh, in mm-hmm. in the art of this. I wouldn't mind if it was a prequel to Final Fantasy one. That would be cool. Um, but I if, think it has to do something with the old ones because it, yeah. it it doesn't seem like a coincidence that they're putting one through six back into the public's eyes. Right. So. Right. No, that that does make sense actually. Uh, of course, uh, they could put it more in the public eye by putting it on, I don't know, Switch. Because <clears throat> that would be yeah, a really no, a good idea. people are mad at that. Yeah. You're funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Nintendo is like, yeah, well, we're getting more fun. We're getting all the tactics games and you can play them now. Yeah. Uh, I just want on the, the Final Fantasy Origin, I want that... Uh, iconic silver sticker that says featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. <laughs> it yes. honestly looked like it was Dante from the Devil May Cry series. I, I thought it was like an aged Dante who was like, I'm I'm sick of this. I'm just cutting off my all my I'm hair. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> he <laughs> is aged. <laughs> no. Even even more aged. 
<laughs> he looks less like an angry Matt Mercer. Geriatric. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, unless there's something else I'm forgetting. Is there anything else I'm forgetting? Yes, you are okay, forgetting. Okay, for fuck's sake. Leonard, what else am I forgetting? WB's E3. Are you ready for this, ladies and gentlemen? You might as well sit down for about five seconds because all they did was just show Back for Blood and that was it. You know, they had another game that was coming up with Warner Bros. Montreal. I think it was called, what, like Birds of Prey or something? It was like Batman. But no, they just decided to show that because apparently none of their stuff got shipped on time. Um. Also, <laughs> what about Harry Potter? We don't talk about it because it's canceled and it's not cultural enough. No, I, I get it. Like, I want to cancel that game, too, but it's not canceled. Uh, so why didn't th- why didn't they show that off? What the fuck? Because none of their stuff got there in time. That's hilarious. It's Did no they more. show Dying Light at all? No. Dan. Dead Dan. Island 2, if you want to go even older. <laughs> I actually saw a playable build of Dead Island 2 back in the day. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, Jeremy, how about you? Am I missing something from E3 2021? You're missing the, the newest addition to xCloud Gaming. So Microsoft, <clears throat> they not, they announced that um, Game Pass, it's going to be available on like smart TVs, Roku, and Apple TV. Okay. That's actually kind of cool, actually, because I've been wanting to play Stadia on my smart TV, but I can't do that because Stadia uh, is owned by this like really small indie company uh, that I guess doesn't have enough money to invent apps uh, for TVs or anything like that. So I'll just have to wait until that indie company, Google or whatever, um, becomes bigger than it than it is right now so that they can you know, use their properties. But good for Xbox. Uh, Actually, I did forget one other thing uh, that Xbox is doing. Um, they're making a mini fridge. It's real. It's a real mini fridge. Yes. Didn't they announce that last year? Aren't you late? Uh, no, it was a meme last year. It's real this year. I'm pretty sure they announced it last year, though. Dan, uh, was a full fridge. Now it's a mini fridge. She's halfway out the door. She has to go to her date. Oh, I am so ready to leave. <laughs> Dan, am I missing anything from E3 2021? Stop by Safeway and get some uh, hot Cheetos. Battlefield Six. Yes. 2042. 2042. Battlefield 2042. Cool, we talked about it. Let's go. Guess what? No one's probably going to play it. Nope. Everyone's going to play it for a week. I'm going to play it. Everyone's going to play play it. Dan, I'll play it with you guys if you guys actually promise to play something with me like G-Rod. PC or console? PC. Shit. PC. All right. Picking it up on Is there cross-play? Because I don't have a... Shit. All right. Can I play on Stadia? Anyway. Um, Wow. Let it go, Paul. Let it go. Katie, am I missing anything from... No, let's move on. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening <laughs> to this fantastic podcast that we have put together now for three years. And it just it goes like this every time. So I'm surprised we've been going on for I three know. years. I always have to... I've turned into Dan. Instead of just tapping on my wrist and like motioning to hurry up, I just aggressively yell, I have to leave. <laughs> She's in her car. I appreciate you stepping it up a notch. <laughs> You're welcome. But if you like this podcast, you'll definitely like Adventures Podcast. The NPC Adventures, that is. You can find that on SilverTongueAudio.org. Or you can find Midnight in the Bay, which is a comedian, and it's fantastic. Or you can go on to Dazed and Disturbed, who is also uh, a funny and weird podcast. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you, you, I'm sure you'll love it. Go on to iTunes and rate us and do all that things. By the way, we're on Instagram now. 
Jeremy, we have to talk about that Instagram name because it is unacceptable. But you can like us there because uh, one of our newest NPC is going to be posting pictures of something. Hopefully us. I don't know. Not me. I don't know how pictures We're work. work on it soon. And guess what? You know what? I'm on another podcast. It's called Dragon Ball Super Dope. You should definitely go check it out. Also, shout out to Kyle because he has another uh, podcast called Super Dope Plus Ultra. You should definitely check that out. That's on anywhere with podcasts. Yes. Thank you, Leonard. Also, go to Leonard's Twitch. What the fuck are you doing? It's fun. GB edits. GB with a three. It's not GB three dits. It's GB edits. Get it right or get the hell out of here. We have been the NPCers. Thank you for listening for three years. We all appreciate it from the bottom of our heart. Paul, is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, yeah. The same thing I say at the end of every game. And until next game, everybody. Until next game. God, that took forever.